Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Because the funny part about this song is, why in the fuck does this song even exist? Mike, what the fuck are you talking about, man? But I'll be damned if it doesn't go hard. The beat is funky, Mike's sultry tones. Obviously, it exists for the video, which, you know, was groundbreaking at the time. But what the fuck is he talking about? No one, no man. Clearly, I don't have the voice of Mike. Shout out in R.I.P. to the GOAT here. It is upon us. It is trick-or-treat time, so we thought we'd bless y'all tricks with a little treat. See what I did there? Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Cheershot Radio Network in conjunction with Michael Jackson and Vincent Price. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Did, did I get it in before the uh, before the buzzer? Uh, sure. I guess we'll find out. 
I will go find out. And you know what you all can find out is how cool the T-shirts that the Chair Shot has are. And you find that out by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and perusing the site. You're going to find something you absolutely adore. I guarantee it. We're starting to get a little cool out, but we still got some time. This is Honestly, this is my favorite season. I love autumn slash fall, whatever you want to call it, because it's not winter. But it's not spring, so the temperatures are a little cooler. I love when the leaves start to change colors. It's very beautiful, very rustic type of scenery. And you get to actually dress. You can layer up a little bit. You can still look fly. And nothing says looking fly like one of those cool-ass soft-style T-shirts from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Make sure you pick one up and support the movement. Because, again, TheChairShot.com, we are not just a website. We are a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. The voice you've already heard from the commissioner, PC Tunney. Ray Cash will be here momentarily. I think he's trying to digest his Sonic burger or something like that, but he'll get here. <laughs> in the meantime, in between time, before we get to everything, we're going to talk about the biggest story to come out all week. Are you ready? I th- I I was born ready, my brother. Are you ready? Because we're going to get into it right now. I mean, this is something that the people have been waiting for us to talk about. We're finally, you know, we're going to we're going to dive into it deep right here and are you ready? I don't think they're ready because this is something that has just lit up the streets for so long now. Everybody's talking about it. It's the biggest story that happened all week. And I'm sure our loyal patrons have been sitting here with bated breath waiting for us to tackle this specific topic. All right, let's hit them with the breaking news. Here it is, folks. Ten uses for a waffle iron besides making waffles. This is what we're getting into, Chris. Topic, uh, use number 10. Uh, let me get to the list here. Oh, boy, I messed this up. Why are all these ads here? Oh, no. Here well, we go. set it up perfectly. All right. What are you doing? I found it. Waffle iron hash browns. Because of the unique divots and crests created by the waffle iron, not to mention the intense heat it creates, it's the perfect vessel for crispy, flavorful hash browns. Simply coat the iron with spray and add your favorite hash brown ingredients. Then cook until crisp. You know what? That makes sense, though, because if you get those little stringy hash browns, whenever you try to fry them in the skillet, man, it's like half of them get done and the other half are still frozen. So then you got to burn. You end up having to burn them all because you can't get them. So that makes sense. I like that. I I can smoke a bag of that. Let me solve your home hash brown making experience, okay? Buy the diced potatoes or the potatoes O'Brien if you like the onions and peppers in there, all right? They're called southern-style potatoes otherwise in the bag. Don't get the strings. Take those, throw them in the microwave, and put them in the defrost part under the meat part for like two minutes. That way they're going to soften up. They're not going to cook through. They're just going to be softened up and a little bit warm. Then throw them in the pan, cover the pan, put a little bit of water in there, let that simmer for about two minutes on high, Take it off, bring it down to medium, crisp the sides by flipping them, and you never have to clean strings off your pan again. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is the hard-hitting analysis that you come to and you can only get from the brothers at Three Man Weed. I, it's You're appar- welcome. Apparently, this is a cooking show as well. 
Um, let's get to let's get to use number nine. There it is. What the heck? Waffle iron eggs. Why not make your whole breakfast with your waffle iron? For delicious eggs that are light and fluffy on the inside but crisp on the outside, whisk some eggs in a bowl, then add milk and your favorite cheese before pouring the mixture in the waffle iron. You won't regret it. How does that work? Well, I guess waffle irons aren't like forming grills. Like, they're not at a slant. So, conceivably, you could keep eggs on a waffle iron. They're just going to come out looking well, like waffle eggs or some shit. I guess. I mean, I it kind of makes me think of, like, uh, French toast almost, like bread and egg. But I guess you're putting a little cheese in there. So, I don't know. I, I suppose it can be done. You know I've already given everybody on every show that will listen to me a, a little cheat trick on your eggs. So I will pass on any further comment here on the waffle iron eggs. It, it kind of sounds to me like the top of Donald Trump's hair. Like, oh, yeah, oh it, it seems like yeah. it would be the same texture, same consistency. Oh we got Perhaps not the same color, but, you know. I don't know. Maybe they do come out. It depends on what kind of cheese. It could come out orange. They go, no, they're going to come out Biden's hair color, like that bald, blonde shit he got going on, kind of like Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like his scalp it's like skin but it's blonde it's the it's the weirdest thing him and rick got the same shit going on oh that's hilarious that's absolutely hilarious all right let's keep going here uh use number eight as we go uh from 10 to one waffle iron pizza waffle irons aren't just for breakfast if you have pizza dough cheese and marinara you can have a delicious waffle iron pizza on your table in about an hour Simply make a pocket with the dough that encloses all your favorite pizza ingredients and then squish it into your waffle iron and cook it until it's golden brown. You're basically there. You're making a waffle uh, pizzone or something or whatever you want to call it. What else do they call them? It's the pizza that calls them a pizzone. You could also call them um, calzone. Other than calzone. Oh, okay. You're making yeah, a calzone. waffle, you're making yeah, a waffle yeah, yeah. calzone there, but it sounds good. It kind of reminds me of those um, those um, bagel pizzas we used to eat when we were kids. Like, sure. you know, mom and mom and dad were at work when we got off school and we were hungry, so we throw them shits in the microwave or the oven or whatever. That's what it sounds like to me. Sure, sure. All right. Well, let's keep on rolling here. Um, what are we at? Number seven. Use number seven. Oh, that's an ad. Here we go. Waffle iron quesadillas. Why pay for a quesadilla, Napoleon, when you can have a quesadilla maker when your waffle iron can do the same job but better? The recipe couldn't be easier. Cheese, tortillas, and maybe some peppers or cooked meat, but the payoff is amazing. Serve with salsa and sour cream to take advantage of your quesadilla's divots when dipping. Goddamn, Napoleon, just make a goddamn quesadilla. <laughs> God damn it, Tina, eat your ham. <laughs> oh, my Uncle Rico could throw a football over a mountain. He could. And, and and um what's my man Kip or Pip trained to be a cage fighter? Oh yeah, fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll be honest so, with you. Let's here side tangent from our tangent. Uh side tangent from our <laughs> side tangent. So this is like my bitch on the side side. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Anchorman are two movies that the first time I tried to watch them, I turned them both off after like ten minutes. I feel you on Napoleon, but Anchorman is a classic, really. I that's just what happened, and then all of a sudden I hear everybody like Dan and the General and Satchel McFlippins everybody and everybody quoting it and right. Shit like and I'm that. like, yeah. all right, I guess I have to watch it just to not be out of the loop here, and and I ended up eventually uh, liking it. But anyway, let's get back to the topic at hand. Welcome everybody. Bye, bye.
to go ahead, go ahead. Uh, welcome everybody to back to the three man weave the third member here of the triumph and trifecta of triangular podcasting right here on three man weave follow us at three underscore man weave it's none other than yeah that works right it's ray cash and look at on this show I don't, I don't, I don't like being cheered now because y'all booed me so much. Y'all have made me feel negative about myself. So boo me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like not at all what I expected, but okay. Oh. Hush, you've been telling me for two and a half years I'm a heel and I'm a face, damn it. I'm a face. All right, we gotta get. We don't have time for this. We gotta get back to the important topic at hand. Yeah, you, 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 Ray, you missed it, Ray. We're we're talking. Oh, go ahead, Sonny. Go ahead, man. All right, so we're we're down to we have uh, we just hit number seven, I believe, on the on the top we're, ten. We're, we're going down the we're, top we're, ten. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me set it up. Wait, we're, can we let him guess? Discussing. Can we let him guess? It, it's the most important topic, and the most important story that well, has are, happened all week. But he already knows it's the top ten. We we knew that we had to cover it because the streets want what the streets want. No, he knows that's bullshit already. He knows it's the top ten, but do you, can you guess what we're talking about? Get one guess. No idea. All right, here we go. Back to uh, the most important thing we've done this year, Christopher Platt and PC Tony now joining us in this conversation. Full throttle. It's none other than one Ray Cash. Ray, we're, we're going down the top 10 uses for a waffle iron besides making waffles, all right? Now, let's get the recap on for you here. We can slide all the way back. Here we go. See y'all later, folks. It's okay. <laughs> Grab your pillow, hang out for a little while. Use number 10, waffle iron hash browns. Use number 9, waffle iron eggs. Use number 8, waffle iron pizza. And use number 7, waffle iron quesadillas. Everybody's waiting with bated breath. Use number six of the top ten uses of your waffle iron without making waffles. It's quick waffle iron baked apples. In terms of work-to-reward ratio, this might be the perfect recipe on the list. Just list some, just slice some apples into about quarter slices. And then, if you want, coat each side with sugar, cinnamon, or other spices. Throw them on your waffle iron in about a minute or until the sugar starts to brown and enjoy. Oh, it looks good. Is is this the type of shit that happens when I'm late? This every time? I'll never be late again. Ever, ever. My God. Wow. I, what? This is pertinent information, man. This is what you got to give the streets what the streets want, sir. I mean, by I, the way, if Panini is on that list, I'm going to be pissed because they're double dipping because a quesadilla and a Panini are basically the same thing, and you can do it on a forming grill as well. Um. Give the streets what the streets want. Maybe the streets y'all on different than the streets that I'm on. Do your are your streets paved and wide? Sunny days sweeping the clouds away. Gonna talk you, about not, use five. We're talking not, about waffle sandwiches. Your, uh, perception. Waffle sandwiches. No, no, because let you tell it, the streets that you want, what they want is power. And I, I know that ain't right, Mr. IT guy. Fuck out of here, Mr. IT. I got to make a living, right? 
Yeah, and you make a very good one, too. That's my point. Uh, I pay child support, sir. <laughs> I don't know about I, that. I, I didn't say you didn't have bills. I'm just saying, yeah. I, <laughs> hey. So back to the important you gotta stuff. Gotta feed the babies. Waffled know. sandwiches. Panini presses are old hat, guys. The best way to ensure your hot sandwich has a perfectly toasted, crusty exterior is to toast it in your waffle iron. Just to be sure to use a sturdy bread and coat your iron with enough oil that the sandwich doesn't stick or fall apart. Then enjoy. I, all right. We're going to keep moving I along here. Now. We got four left, all right? Lazy waffle fries. Do you guys see this? Look at this. Does that look good? No, no, no. They're, they double dip twice. We got the panini and the quesadilla. That's the same thing. And then they gave us the hash browns. Now they're giving us the fries. That's the same thing, too. So it's only six uses for the waffle iron that don't involve waffles, okay? False I advertising. I get it now. I ca- I came on to the chair shot cooking show because this is not the three man weave. There's no way. Top three man weaving th- food into that waffle iron. Speaking baby. of three, we're down to the top three uses. Okay, waffled <laughs> queso frito. You'll never go back to normal mozzarella sticks again. We promise. Simply snag some low moisture mozzarella, coat it in some spice flour, then dunk it in eggs and breadcrumbs. Then all you have to do is throw it in your waffle iron. The edges will crisp up as if you deep fried the cheese, but without the use of all that fatty oil. But uh, don't get ahead of yourself here. You're still pretty much just eating cheese. Looks good. What, what is bread? What is bread? Co- when does bread come? What is bread coming? And, and when does bread come, Tony? Is that what yeast is for? Wow. Really? Yeah. That's actually a very clever joke. You, you didn't hear him say bread come? You didn't hear that? Price you didn't hear the Vegetil. R was conveniently left out of crumb? I love Register y'all two. completely. I'm not listening to none of this shit. And the top okay, two, as we get to the bottom line, brownie waffles. How about that? You know those some weird oh, brownie pans that are shaped like an S, so you get more of the brownie edges. Well, you can get even more dramatic effect that. with a waffle iron. If you add an extra egg to your brownie batter and then pour the brownie dough into your waffle iron, just as you would with waffle batter, you'll be rewarded with a brownie that's all edge. Sounds I'm, like, I'm here for that. Sounds like something. I'm here for that. Sounds like something Beth Phoenix would like. <laughs> the only thing missing is some ice cream, or some. Uh, you could spray some chocolate syrup in the middle of the cones. But go ahead, let's get to number one, man. The street's been clamoring. I lost this. it. Let's it get went to number on. One. It went on to the 48 best gifts for women that are selling fast on Amazon. <laughs> That's underwhelming. Yeah, it's waffled churros. You don't need to deep fry to get perfect churros, apparently. So a waffle. They're all kind of waffles, <laughs> just with different so, stuff. So, <laughs> so, so the number one use of a, a waffle iron besides making waffles is waffling everything else. Well, waffle, yeah, just different kinds of waffles. <laughs> a pizza waffle, cheese waffle. Uh, but, you know, the one they didn't do that I'm really disappointed they didn't do is the... Uh, the falafel waffle. I, I, I could have stayed my black ass at work. Could have stayed my black ass at work. All right. Well, Platt, Ray, Ray is have, not having any of it. Uh, I'm sorry. I've wasted enough time, Platt. I know you don't want to talk <laughs> about a lot of this stuff, but we're going to get to it right after a break. You're listening to Three Man Weave right here on ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Why should you visit the ChairShot.com? The ChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? 
because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What, Platt? We can bring John Tesh back up. Talk over John Tesh. They can't all be winners, folks. (laughs) (laughs) John Tesh! Yep, I was really hoping that was going to fade out, but Quit it doesn't. It, <laughs> I was really hoping that was going to fade out, but that doesn't. So that just cut off right there. Uh, note to self, NBA on NBC theme, John Tesh does not have its own fade out. Uh, so, Chris. Chris we we so, wanted to sponsor the song nobody ever heard before, man. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I've never heard that bridge. You know what I mean? What the hell? <laughs> Neither has John Tesh. No. <laughs> who knew who knew the fourth verse had a kazoo solo? Anyway, Platt, I know you're dying to talk about Kyrie Irving and his vaccination situation. That was well played, man, but uh Mr. Cash was not uh none too amused with our, our whole waffle non waffle discussion. So I'm gonna let him go ahead and get in here, man, and say some smart shit. You sure if you wanna set if you wanna set up the, the topic, Tony, you could what, who am I kidding, man? You, Everybody knows what's going on, man. You're not living under a rock. I uh, I have never seen an athlete in my lifetime. I'm just 33. Who I have been more annoyed with than ever than Kyrie Irving. The man just literally naturally annoys me because clearly the dude is smart. Clearly the dude has a heart of gold. He wants to do well for the world, however he defines that. But he's so fucking pretentious. And he's so, I don't want to call him selfish, because I don't think he's selfish, but he is so in his own world, literally, that he does things and doesn't understand why people, it rubs people the wrong way. And those are the people that, Go ahead. Just just real quick, man. I'm not defending anybody. I'm just being fair. I, yeah. I too am pretentious and I too am in my own world, yet we're we're somehow friends. I'm I'm just throwing that out there. I I would disagree with you being pretentious and in your own world. Well, I'm certainly in my own world. Pretentious, I was just trying to be uh non-pretentious. You know, the people like it when you're self-deprecating, you know. That's very well real, but uh, if you want, if you want to keep it a buck, how many times have me and you had to get on the phone and have a knockdown dragon argument real quick before we get to something to an understanding? I, you can't do that with Kyrie, clearly. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's not pretentious to me because you've always been willing to listen and understand another side. Whether you get it or not is different, but you've always been willing to accept someone else's opinion. 
This man said, if if we believe the story that's been told to us, if we believe the article by Shams, who is excellent at his job, that he calls himself, he's, he believes he's being the voice of the voiceless and standing up for people who, because of mandates, had to leave their jobs. And it has nothing to do with being anti-vax. That's pretentious. One hundred, the definition of it. Because you're not even standing on your own values. If you're the voice the voices, then why the fuck aren't you talking? If you try to stand up for people and make a point, you ain't had no chance to, you had every chance to make your point, but you won't say or do nothing. So it's like, and the people you stand in, the shit that gets me is, and I, you know, I mean, I know we don't really talk about the whole COVID and vaccination situation, whatever, but the shit that trips me out is this. Nobody who chooses not to get the vaccine and hence after afterwards loses out on some form of income or relationship or whatever it is, nobody is getting oppressed because you have a choice. You have the choice to get it or not. And that choice allows you to get the things or not get the things that you want. If my job said, Ray, you got to get the vaccine to stay to work here. I have the choice to make it oppression. You ain't got a fucking choice. So nobody's being oppressed. So what are you sticking up for? And like, we we talked about the basketball part of this long enough to the point where Kevin Durant and James Harden basically said, fuck that dude. So we know what it is. But it's just so maddening to me that I just want the dude to fucking go away. I don't never want to talk about him again. Like, it's to the point now where he's ruined the name Kyrie for me. I meet another person named Kyrie instantly. I, I'm going to dislike them. Because of this dude, like it's 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 just so maddening. And I'll leave it alone, man. Because I, you know, I don't want to talk about this shit all day, man. I, I didn't want to talk about this at all. But the, how you feel about the name Kyrie? That's how I feel about the name Ashley. Anytime I meet an Ashley, I'm like, oh, that bitch crazy. But that's neither here nor that's, there. I'm trying that, to that, I'm, 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 I'm trying to break some baby mama name, so that. I understand. So you feel me? Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm trying. I will to, not say anything negative about the mother of my child on air. Smart, smart man. Um, okay, so let's take the 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 the, the vax, the anti-vax. Let's let's take that off the table for a second here. Sure, sure. Um, the decision that was made, and we're recording this on a Wednesday, and the decision that was made on Tuesday by the Brooklyn Nets. To be honest, could this? That was the logical conclusion. To where we were heading. Can we all agree on that? Like what what you know, what what else we were we were heading there. They, we were yes. heading towards that ultimatum, right? Like, yeah. Yes. And you know, I don't even think it's a situation of where, well, he, you know, he's only gonna be eligible for half the games. I don't think it's a chemistry situation because they're so good, I don't think that matters. I think it's a situation where they just don't want to talk about this anymore. And Obviously, it's it's going to be a big deal right now because it's happening, but they're hoping out of sight, out of mind, and eventually it, this whole situation will go away and we won't have to talk about it. Or we're going to put our foot on his neck to the point where he just, you know, he acquiesces and he comes in, whatever, whatever. Like, either or, right? Can we can we agree on that? Completely. Yeah, Completely yeah I mean, but, but, but this was obviously the obvious... The, the, where else was this going to go besides where we're at right now? I, I don't see any other lane that this was where where we're going to go. And to be fair, 
they're well the the Brooklyn Nets they're well within their rights to do this. I mean, Kyrie is a employer employee rather, and if you do not want to follow the protocol, they are well within their rights to do what they feel like they got to do what's necessary for their organization. I'm not you know I'm not shitting on them about that at all whatsoever. Plus, as Ray so eloquently pointed out, Kyrie in the in the court of public opinion, nobody likes him. So it's very easy to make him out to be, or it's very easy to paint him as the bad guy. Not saying it's good or bad, right or wrong, but mm-hmm. it's very easy to do that because nobody likes him, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, with the Kyrie thing, he's in a very interesting position here. And the reason I say that is because there's other players. I don't want to say marginal talents because that sounds like I'm, you know, that sounds like a pejorative in this particular frame of reference. And I'm not trying to diss any of those brothers. But, but in I'm, comparison to Kyrie, they're marginal. Yeah, 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 you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no yeah. disrespect to those brothers, but, you know, it's a lot easier for, for example, it's a lot easier for Steph Curry or Bob Myers to call up a, a uh, Andrew Wiggins and say, God damn it, you're going to take this shot and shut the fuck up about it. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier to do that in that situation there than it is a guy who is a top 15 player in the league has has brought a championship to Cleveland of all places. Like he's got a lot more leverage than a lot of these other players do. He makes 30 million dollars a year. Makes 30 million. He about to miss out on 17 this year. Which on on, on that note like if he's willing to really he he has that courage of his convictions to miss out on 17 million dollars this season. Like I I, I do respect that. I respect that. I and the thing actually. is, and the thing is, not only is he in a different position, plus from what I know about him, he came from a an upper middle class background, which Absolutely. a lot of players didn't do that. So he's not trying to break generational curses. You know, his family didn't sacrifice for him to and put all the weight on him to make it or bust. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He he doesn't mm-hmm. have those type of, and, and Ray, you know what I'm talking about, man. Just mm-hmm. knowing where we come from. You know exactly where I'm talking, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about here. He has a job. Basketball is his job. And it just so happens he's very good at it. So it's 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 a different lens that he's looking for. And he's got a lot more, like we said, we've got he's got a lot more leverage than the other the other people. Now, about him talking about he's the voice of the voiceless. To be fair. There is a large contingent of players in the NBA who feel like he feels, but they can't do that because of other extenuating factors as to why they're in the league. Like, they just can't. They just got to get along and go along. And there's an even larger percentage of society that feels how he feels as well, but are scared. They're they're, they're scared to the point. Again, whether you're vax, anti-vax, that doesn't make a difference. But they're almost scared to the point where they're scared to even ask questions because they don't want to become a social pariah. So is it pretentious for him to call himself the voice of the voiceless? Is it very self-grandiose for him to call himself the voice of the voiceless? Yeah, hell yeah it is. But he's not all the way wrong in what he's saying because there are people that are looking at him and looking to him and because he he has certain advantages that the average person that feels like he feels doesn't. So they are looking at him and in that frame of reference. Now, all that being said, man, we're recording this again on a Wednesday evening. 
by the time this comes out, man, all this shit might be swept under the rug and, you know, he gets the jab and, and we just move on with our lives. You know what I mean? Like, all this might be donezo by the time this show comes out. But I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, yeah. I, I, I hope that I, I, I formalize that. And again, this has nothing to do with being anti-vax, pro-vax, anything like that. It's just, I, I'm, I'm trying to present a case for both sides because I understand... Sure. Well, I can understand where both sides are coming from, man. Just looking at it from an objective point of view, you know? There's and I hope le- that what I said made some sort of sense. It made a lot of sense. And I, I I don't think anybody could misconstrue your words. I think you said that very eloquently and, and admirably. I think the thing, for, the thing for me with Kyrie is this. First and foremost, we're talking about this man's job, right? No one begrudges him to feel the way he feels about anything. And if we're honest, a lot of us who got the vaccine felt weird about it. I know I did. But I also know that I helped take care of my 87-year-old grandmother, my stepfather, who I'll, take, who I'll help take care of is, 80, is 81 years old with late-stage dementia, months of not a year away from dying. You know what I'm saying? And I have two young children. I, I'm not in the situation to where I can get COVID. And, and 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 pass it around and possibly kill somebody in my family, right? So everybody had to make sacrifices for the greater good. That's the whole point about a situation like a pandemic. The only way to get out of something like this is we all sacrifice for the greater good to get out of this. That's the point, right? Now, I don't begrudge anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine. I don't begrudge anybody who doesn't believe in the vaccine. My, the issue with I have with Kyrie in general is number one, Apparently, all of this is pejorative, you use that word yourself, because he believes in vaccines now, from what we've been led to believe. He's just standing on some principle that he's created or believes in himself, which is a whole nother mess of nonsense. But secondly, you're so willing, Stephen A laid it out perfectly this morning, and I know quoting Stephen A is not a great way to start, I get that, but Kyrie Irving signed with the Nets. That was the team he grew up loving, the team he always wanted to play for. He made his way to the Nets. Kyrie Irving is the reason Kevin Durant signed there, because he poached him, he he prodded him, said, come play with me, let's do this together. Kevin Durant comes. Both of them, particularly Kyrie, is the reason James Harden wanted to come to Brooklyn. So you've made all these promises to all these people. You've made all these promises to all these, 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 these players. And all these people who pay you all this money to do a thing that only you can do in the world and pay you more handsomely than almost anybody in that situation has ever been paid. And you have all these people who make their livelihood based off of you playing basketball. Literally. No exaggeration. Literally. And you're saying, no, son, I ain't going to do it. Not because of something you believe in, but because you want to make a point about a group of people who you think are being marginalized based off a choice they chose not to make. That's foul. You are hurting the team that you chose to be a part about. That's the thing that kills me about this, man. You got every right to make your personal decisions in your own right. This is not a personal decision when you work for a team. This is not a personal decision when you work for a company. This is not a personal decision when people depend on you for their livelihoods. It's not. It's not a personal decision anymore. Whatever you do in your private life, nobody cares. Nobody cares what you do in your private life. 
but your job, you have a different job than most people. My job, I'm nine to five. I'm home. I don't have to worry about my job no more. You, on the other hand, you make $30 million a year to be on from August until, until June. That's your job. You asked for that. You chose that. Talking about choices. So if you don't want to play basketball anymore, retire. If you don't want to do this, cool. But whatever you're doing right now, understand that you are affecting 13 other people on your team, dozens of other people who work for the organization, and thousands, if not hundreds, of, of millions of other people who support your team. And they don't matter as much as the people who directly are, who, whose actual livelihoods are directly related to the situation. And most importantly, you're more concerned about the people who made their choice not to get the vaccine and lost their jobs or had to leave their jobs. What about the 100, 700,000 people that died? They didn't have the choice to take the vaccine. Because the numbers showing that people who take the vaccine ain't dying. It's the ones who didn't take it. So it's just like, it's so fucking full of bullshit. And more importantly, we're a sports show. You are killing the team that you chose to play for, that you chose to build up, that you chose to make a major thing. You're killing them. You are ruining their season. And that's just not okay with me, man. That's not okay with me. I'd I'd much rather him be anti-vax than to stand on this bullshit. Like it's just it's so annoying, man. And I I I know we need to be done with this. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. Because I hadn't heard. I I still haven't heard that. You know that he came out and said that he was pro-vax. But yeah, I I hadn't heard that part to be honest with you, Tony. You want to you want to get? He hasn't said for, for, just for just for the record. Yeah, yeah. He won't say nothing. That's part of the problem. But the report came out from Shams, and all we have to. The, Take that with a grain of salt. I understand that. But Shams is a very reputable journalist. And apparently the report is that came out is that that's why the that's the reason Kyrie is, is has nothing to do with the vaccine. He he's not against the vaccine. His issue is all the other stuff I mentioned. And he says he's told that to his teammates and everybody around him knows that, which is why you could see Kevin Durant audibly go from I'm sticking up for my boy to. I don't know, to, man, this motherfucker come, he come. To, man, make a fucking, like, literally, you see, every interview you see, he changes. Because, think about how he feels. Like, what are, what are you standing on? What principles are you really standing on? I'm done with it. I'm sorry. Next, football, basketball, baseball. No, no. I, no, no, yeah. no, wor- no worries, brother. No worries. I, you know, I, frankly, I didn't even want to touch on the topic, but I knew we had to, and I tried to say, yeah, whatever. Tony, you want to get in here, man? We we, we, we it, it 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 helps when we yes. can hear you, sir. Yes, yes, I do want to jump in here. Um, it's it's a Go ahead. it's a it's a puzzling situation. Uh, it's weird. The whole situation's weird. Kyrie Irving is a weird kind of guy, and I don't mean that disrespectfully too much. I mean it more as he's he's very quirky and it's hard to understand. And I think I think if he realized. If he, I think if he realized the more that he would open up, you know, to, to let people know what's actually going on in his head, the more understanding he would get and support, I think. And I don't think he gets that. Does that make sense, Ray? Complete sense. Um, mm-hmm. I love to watch the guy that play watch. the. I love to watch the guy play basketball. He is possibly one of the greatest ball handlers of all time. Um, and that's coming from someone who sat in the second row when Island Iverson scored 60 one night. So 
I, I don't know. He seems like a nice enough young man as well. I think we all need to remember he's a young man. He's 29 years old. Um, Ray, you're still a, almost a young man. You know, Platt and I are definitely not um, <laughs> officially. The other on the, the, other the, on the younger in, side. In the last, yeah, but in the last year, we both officially not became young men anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I hope it all works out. I mean, we can transition away from this topic like this. Ben Simmons just showed up at the door the other day to take a COVID test for Philly. So I want to hit that topic and one more before we move on from the NBA. Your thoughts on the Ben Simmons situation. Is he showing up because someone told him, listen, if you just show up and take the COVID test and they're going to trade you. This guy. Uh, shout out to Ben Simmons for listening to Three Man Weave. Uh, we still got a bed here oh, for you, man. Oh, okay. Yes, it made James it. Is just... Jameis just left. Is he, 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 little tweaking? We 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 prayed. We meditated with the Reiki crystals and stuff like that. I, I will do... clean these sheets. I know I'll J- clean the sheets. I know J.R. Smith has dropped in. What has Amber done for his Hornet um, stings? Um, uh, cocoa butter, shea butter, and we have fresh aloe. This is a shoot, by the way. We have fresh aloe. This is why I keep fresh aloe in case we get any sort of skin abrasions and stuff like that. I literally grow fresh aloe in the house. For that situation, so no, that's what office, we did. So he'll be back better office, than ever. Officer, come on, that I mean, you can't tell the difference. It's that's fresh aloe. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's funny though. Ben, I mean, he clearly he listened to Three Man Weave because I told him I said I understand, Ben. You don't want to be here. This was several weeks ago, but don't fuck the money up. Show up to camp. Do what you got to do. They'll get you to the Cavaliers soon enough. Because the Cavaliers are probably about the only team that have enough assets to actually get him. And, and then you're going to really see what misery looks like. But uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't. This was uh, the smartest thing. And I know that, you know, he was kind of in his feelings. But I'm, I'm glad Cooler has prevailed. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, man, the only reason that this Ben Simmons thing was such a huge and pertinent story is because this was a pretty benign offseason in the NBA. Right. Like not a whole lot of moving and shaking went on. I think there's probably about what, eight to 10 teams that are, are, are looking at the lay of the land and saw how everything played out last year and are saying to themselves, hey, man, perhaps we could have stayed healthy. Perhaps we could have caught a break or two here. We weren't that far away from hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy. So that's why I think a lot of these teams stayed pat and just said, let's just run it back and see what happens. Could you what if what if the Bucks get Ben Simmons and he ends up playing the three for the Bucks? You'd have Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Ben Simmons, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Do you know what kind of you, defensive monster that team would be? You wouldn't have that because to get him you'd have to trade two of those guys. Yeah. And some picks. And some cash. Well, I'm just thinking. Would you think they're gonna take him for White Dante in the first? And no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, White Dante, uh, Bobby Porter's in a first. Okay. Yeah, we got a first. Yeah, we got. We got. They would have took that shit back in uh, June if that was the case, my guy. I mean, we can throw in. I mean, we can throw in Bobby Portis, I guess. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Platts Rolodex. Right again. Y'all remember that joke? That's not funny. Y'all remember that? Oh, that I thought that was NFL. Was that NBA? No, that was yeah, that was about that was about Ben Simmons, remember? Oh yeah, yeah. man. The, already, the, this is a house of healing, man. The cramp compound. It's a house of healing, man. I can't I can um, only I can only, you know, that 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 horse is dead. It's been whipping enough. 
Okay, well, it's funny. Oh, no, no, no. We still rocking it, man. It's still, not, we still got not, tread on that tire. We're not talking about the Grammar Compound. We're talking about your uh, contact. You had that big argument about oh, the Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, yes. That the Rolex decks. Yes, yes. yes. I was um, right, by the way. I mean, you were. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up like this uh, Ben Simmons may be an idiot, but he ain't no fool. And uh, even a kid who is throwing a tantrum understands I got to go home eventually because I got to I got to eat and I got to go to sleep. <laughs> and uh, he understands that me sitting at home pouting to my extremely rich white girlfriend isn't going to do anything for me in the future. Let me go to work Let me go ahead and pretend. It's, let me go to work and smile at these co-workers like everybody else in the world does and get my trade and get on the fuck up out of here. Because it ain't going to happen no other way. Most importantly, if I play well in the next couple months, then they can get more from me and I can go where I want to go instead of being demoted to Cleveland or Detroit, like what was going to happen. So smart for him. Uh, I just I feel bad for the fact that Philadelphia is probably going to be like a six, seven, eight seed because of all this bullshit is going to be happening. That's this is going to ruin their year. It's going to ruin their year because chemistry is a big thing. When's the NBA start? When are we doing our preview? Is that next week? It starts next Tuesday. Week? Okay. As in today's Wednesday. Yeah. And then we go through Thursday, and then there's Friday, and then there's Saturday, and then there's Sunday, and then we double back around to Monday. And then Tuesday comes, and people are going to be playing professional basketball, and it's going to count. Indeed, sir. Huh. Are we doing a preview today? What what's going on here? Help me out. We here. could do it. We could do it next week. Ain't nobody gonna give a fuck about the first game. All right, that's fair. We could do a live preview next Tuesday before the first game, which is Milwaukee and Brooklyn, followed by Golden State and LA. Uh Tuesday's a little rough for me, but I mean, just reach out to my reach out to my people. Next, and uh, next, see if I'm available to be booked. Next Wednesday, we will be recording a brand new three-man weave with our NBA preview that you can listen to Thursday morning right there on Chair Shot Radio Network. Last topic here on the NBA. <laughs> I'm just saying. How you guys feel? No, it's fine. I just throw it out there. We'll get we'll get one of those. Maybe we'll even uh, do some um, uh, alternate commentary on a couple games. Oh. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to go without the express written consent of the National Basketball Association. But okay, cool. What you got, Tony? It, it won't it won't matter as long as we're not trying to get monetized by it. it or matter. showing the game in the background. Plus, yeah. we'll be on a little bit that, of a delay. People just want to listen to us because we're great. Anyway, so what are you guys' are thoughts on... For the movie? What are we... Well, for, at the moment, we can do that. What... For that part of whatever we're doing. Anyway, what... <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on the Lakers and how this team's going to come together? Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony added... How how does that work with Russell and LeBron almost being the same type of player when it comes down to it? They need the ball in their hands. They need to be going to the hoop. Granted, LeBron's improved his three-point shooting, but I don't know. Russ just seems like I I know that's just talent and uh, on top of talent, and how can that be bad? But unless Russ decided to figure out how to shoot like 35% from three, I I don't really know where we're going here with this team. So first off, holla at me in February, March, because none this is gonna matter with this team until then. Secondly, I heard that last LeBron, year. And last year they Lost. uh in the first second round. round, yeah. Yeah. What's the first round? 
Well, it it, it depends on Does how it, you count the play-in game. Here, here's my oh, question no, to you, fun. though. Okay. Here's my question to you, though, even more so, and I'll I'll let you guys just roll here. Does it matter if they lose in the first round or the second round? Or the third round, does it really matter? Does, does that matter to them that they won one or two playoff series? No. The end goal for this team is is championship or bust, right? Sure. But you're going to disagree with this because you're a Jordan lover. Getting to the finals is an accomplishment. And sure. we, we and, and people poo-poo that because we've made winning the only thing that matters. And well, I is. mean, not to pick a scab, but to give alternate commentary says the guy who just lost in the finals right come on i mean i'm just dude we're professional enough for me to say that right i'm just saying sports wise all right thank you for your contribution use number 11a of waffle waffle (laughs) uh yeah we might want to go back to that um uh, just real, my real quick thoughts on the whole LeBron and Russ thing. I think they can play together for two reasons. Number one, LeBron has one of the highest basketball IQs we've ever seen. He'll figure it out. And I think rumors of the idea that LeBron has to have the ball in his hands all the time is true, but I think it's a bit overstated because he ain't never got nobody else that can do anything else with the ball, which is why he's always had to have the ball. Think about the uh, the times he's had somebody who can handle the ball and create their own shot. He's let them. I can talk about the years he played with Kyrie. Kyrie controlled the ball a good portion of the time. The first two years of Miami, D-Wade had the ball a lot until he started falling apart. He's very apt to pass in the ball and let somebody else control a portion of the offense. It's just he's he, very rarely does he have another great wing who can create their own shot. Most importantly, LeBron has quietly become a very good three-point shooter. He's over 35% at this point, teetering on 40. So you're talking about trying to open up the, trying to open up uh, the, you know, shooters and one of them got to go to the lane or whatnot. LeBron is very happy saying, you drive, I'll kick out and shoot and penetrate or whatever it is. And most importantly, the important, both of them were ball dominant. Yes. But you, the, the reason you have a Russell Westbrook is so that when LeBron's on the bench, somebody can still go get their bucket. That's been a problem with LeBron teams in the past. Ain't got no bench, right? They have very, very good bench players that play well with starters. But you're talking about just a solid five when the starters are on the, on the, on the, uh, are on the bench. They don't have someone that can say, I'll take control of this. I'll create a bucket for me. I'll create a bucket for you. I can, ha- I can control the offense. Now they have Russ can create his own offense. You have uh, Rondo who creates own who creates offense in somebody else's. Melo can create his own offense in somebody else's. You finally have multiple people that can do the things that LeBron would need extra help for. That in past years he dominated the ball 35, 40 minutes for. So I've been on record on these very airwaves saying that this reeks of desperation. It reminds me of the 04 Lakers when they brought in Carl Malone, Malone and Gary Payton. Yeah. It reminds me of the 11 Lakers when they brought in Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, and Dan Tony. It, it, it reeks of that. They knew they had to do something, and they did what apparently they could. Um, 
I, I came with stats too. So last season, LeBron, one third of LeBron's shot attempts came from three. And I think that's more telling because that means he's not trying to he's not trying to put his head down and go to the hole when he's at his best locomotive LeBron. And clearly he doesn't want to be in the post because he doesn't want to take that punishment. That's always been the thing. That's why mm-hmm. Miami was so great and why they were so efficient for those two years that they won the titles because he got to operate the offense from the block. And that was the most efficient year. Like this motherfucker shot like 97% from the field. I'm exaggerating, but it was literally his most efficient year that he had ever had in the league. That, and he doesn't want to shoot free throws. That, too. Yeah, that, too. But, number one, it's year 19. Is his body starting to break down? We really don't know because we've never seen anything like this. I see those signs, but we don't know. We we, we really don't know because this is just brand new territory to us. You know what I mean? Obviously, the brow is going to be injury prone. That's just what he does. I love Carmelo. He's one of my favorite players of all time. He's a little long in the tooth, but he can still give you something. And the rust thing, it's a a, a variable. We, we don't know what that variable is going to do. It'll keep them competitive in those games where LeBron and the Brow, maybe you sit them out or maybe they don't play as much. That's fair. I, I just see this as a very combustible situation, and I can see this blowing up in the Lakers' face. But this is the caveat. Look at the landscape in the West right now. The Clippers don't have a Kawhi. Sarver about to piss off uh, my man uh, Aiden, and he's not going to want to play for his cheap ass. Portland still can't play any D. Dallas, you might as well call them. You might as well call uh, your man Luca Gladys Knight because he's just sitting around there with a bunch of pips. Nobody else in the West got significantly better and they all have fatal flaws i know we even talked about denver but do we need to and utah give me a break (laughs) like everybody in the west is fatally flawed so i can see a situation where the lakers just by attrition or just by because everybody else isn't as good getting to the finals I, I don't see them winning it, though. I, I really don't. I think they can get there. Now, once you get there and you got LeBron and all those guys, you know, all bets are off. But, yeah, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a very interesting experiment. All right. In the uh, in the effort to not make this a three-hour saga, which would be no big deal because I'm sure people are enjoying themselves, we're going to cut the NBA talk there. I believe we're going to go hard in that NBA paint next week, so make sure you tune in every Thursday morning right here on Three Man Weave, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where I encourage you to always try and find alternate uses to your kitchen utensils. We'll be right back. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. More fun stuff to talk about, gentlemen. Chucky is out in Oakland. We knew that was coming, but we didn't know it was happening in this fashion. A, I don't know how many emails did they find of, of... six hundred and fifty thousand. Well, this was not all by John Gruden, though. <laughs> this was in no. the. This was in the. Um, this was in the investigation into the Washington Football Team's front office, correct? Indeed, and he was yes. he was emailing back and forth with Allen, Bruce Allen. Am I am I getting that right? Bruce Allen, and I believe one of the other people was the founder of Hooters, and a number yes. of yes. misogynistic, racist, and homophobic comments and slurs were found made by John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders, who preach they stand for equality, inclusion, and you know, and forward thinking, acceptance, and everything else that goes along with coexisting, right, with the correct attitude. They got rid of John Gruden, and I say cheers to them for that because there's no place for someone like that that's, A, in that mindset, most importantly, and, B, dumb enough to put it in a work email. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's funny that you have to preface the fact that, I mean, I don't know. It, does the stupidity to put something like that in a work email outweigh the fact that the guy is clearly has issues with minorities uh, and people that he, that aren't like him? I mean, you know, I, I think the stupidity part, it just, it, I don't know, defies common sense and, and rational thinking from people who really know what's going on. And then you throw the rest of it on top of there. It just, it's really hard. I mean, Gruden apparently is coming down from the ring of fame in Tampa. I know he has a statue there. That fucker's got to go too, right? I mean, it's just, it's sad. The whole situation is very sad. (laughs) You know, my, my first thought when all this stuff was breaking and we, we talked about this briefly on our three man weave live NFL Sunday or Monday night football edition. Make sure y'all check that out too. And I tweeted this out after we got off and, you know, some more of the comments came on this and that. And I tweeted this out. It was just, just stream of consciousness. I said, who did Gruden piss off? And the reason I said that is because, you know, typically the dominant society doesn't typically tell on their own. So the fact that, you know, this was leaked, I'm thinking, okay, he had to piss somebody off just for this to get out. Little did I know, really, he was just collateral damage from the Washington football team. You know what I mean? And, you know, on one hand, it's kind of fucked up that he got fired for emails that he sent 10, 11 years ago. But on the other hand, fuck him. I'm not about to sit up here and jump off those small porches, put on a cape for John Gruden's ass. That's just not what we're going to do, you know? Um, But the thing is, number one, he'll be fine. 
you know, I'm sure he's going to get a, a large chunk of that money that Oakland, or excuse me, that the Raiders signed him for. He's he, he's going to be perfectly okay. And like I always say, white people don't get fired; they get reassigned. So the heat dies down. He'll pop up as the head coach of the University of Nebraska or Ole Miss or some shit like that, or somebody will quietly bring him on as a consultant or something like that once the heat dies down. Or the Mellon Farmer made enough money, he could just go ride off into the sunset or, as Mike Tyson likes to say, fade into Bolivian if he wants to. Like, he's going to be just fine. My issue is... I said, I said we're going to fade into Oblivious. Oh, Jesus Christ. Me and the pigeons. <laughs> we just, we just, they're going to fly me off into the sunset. Nice to see you I'm, again, Mike. Yeah, yeah, right? I thought I, yeah, I thought I'd come on again this week. I don't know where Bruce is, though. He ain't here yet. I don't know. I said, nah, hey, he Bruce. Did. Hey, Bruce, maybe we hit Red Lobster after this. I don't know. It's final. It's vital. My issue is, and this has always been my issue, and Tony, you can attest to this, man. I've been talking about this type of shit before it was cool and in vogue to talk about this type of shit. John Gruden is not the exception. John Gruden is the rule. That's what this is. That's what it's always been. It's a good old boys club. That's why he was able to send them emails, because he felt comfortable sending them emails. And you see, ain't nobody said shit. This whole goddamn time, nobody said nothing. He, now, he, he might have, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for uh, Roger Goodell because he's like, uh, how are you going to tell my secret on me? Yeah, I said it. I said it. My cry, two tears in a bucket, fuck it. But, but no, but uh, but honestly, though, uh, but all jokes aside, man, like, yeah, th this is what this is. It's always been a good old boys club, and that's how it's going to remain. And that's why I tell white people, that aren't on that bullshit. If you truly want to be allies, the best thing y'all can do is tell us what these melon farmers are saying when we ain't around. All facts. So let me give you an analogy to explain why I'm not surprised he felt emboldened to send his shit, on, you know, on the clock. You ever spend the night when we were little and you ever go spend the night with a friend of yours? And that friend had a different relationship with their parents than you had with yours. So, for example, maybe that friend Shut would up, talk back to their mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or that friend would... Uh, God damn it, Ma, I told you to make me a papa. 100%, right? And you look at them like they're crazy, and they look at you like they're crazy. The reason being because it's that it's their normal to them, and it's not normal to you. To John Gruden and to a large portion of the Caucasian populace, they have for the longest time and to, from the beginning of time been emboldened and allowed to say and do whatever they want without consequence. So there's no, there's absolutely no reason why I would be shocked that he felt comfortable doing this because why wouldn't he? And that's the first part of the problem. Second part of the problem is something that Platt said it perfectly. This is not, we shouldn't be outraged that John Gruden did this because everybody does this. He's got caught. This is the, this is the norm, right? Why do you think they worked so hard to settle with Colin Kaepernick so that all the shit wouldn't get out? Because they didn't want nothing to get out. You know, these text messages or emails or whatnot. Thirdly, this is my biggest issue with the whole thing, because fuck John Gruden. He don't deserve my time to talk about his bitch ass. The, the portion of this that bothers me is the only reason this even got brought up or caught up 
was because the Washington football team was such a dumpster fire that they found this shit while trying to check out their toxic ass culture. Now, mind you, this is the same company or football club, right? That dude refused to change the name for years until he got bullied into it. No, literally, quite literally bullied into it. Shamed to it. Shamed into it. Shamed into it, sure. Uh, potato, potato. It's the same thing. You say potato. Sh- shamed is a better better way to put it because he should have changed the name in the first place. Bully makes it seem like he didn't. He shouldn't have changed it. I but uh, same thing. Um, he's also, when he got caught up with all of the things that he was, uh, all the things that were happening, sharing topless photos of the cheerleaders and shit, just god awful, egregious, disgusting shit that they were doing, right? The, the league let him get his own lawyer to audit himself. What? So there's so much bullshit going on that if it wasn't for that, John Gruden would still be the coach of the Oakland Raiders right now, Las Vegas Raiders, whatever. And that lets you know how full of shit the NFL is, how full of shit Roger Goodell is, how full of shit these leagues are, because ultimately, this is what they do. It is not, it is not out of the realm of possibility, or it, it, it's, it's, I take the same route to work every day. So if you see me riding to work in this way, such and such and such, that's normal, right? This is normal for them. They're being forced to look in the mirror because they got put in an untenable situation. And you said, who did John Gruden piss off? I'll tell you who he pissed off. The Washington football team. Because it was either the whole team or one guy. But we'll get rid of him and save that team. And Goodell, Goodell, but I, I and ain't gonna Goodell. go there. I ain't gonna go there. I'm not saying. I'm no. just saying. Hey, I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. He is the most complicit person in all of this, and his day of reckoning will come. But think about it. We are talking more about John Gruden and his homophobic, racist, misogynistic ass when we should be talking about the whole football club. That's the problem. My bad, Ray. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's no, the problem. I'm, I, th- I threw you the softball, big dog. Handle it. That's the shit that I always be saying. This is why we fell out when I rolled my eyes because the Indians finally decided to change their name. It's all window dressing. You're not going to get to the crust of this shit by making a bunch of symbolic gestures. That's just not what it is. And I'm glad, Ray, you said leagues because the, the NBA is oh, just as culpable. Yeah, they, all they, yeah, all of them. They're just a couple boys. It's just that the NBA has done a better PR job in marketing themselves as the quote-unquote woke league. They've they're done a better job front. of that. Yeah, they're more face front than yeah. the NFL, absolutely. But it's all the same shit, man. Matter of fact, um, if y'all, if you, if you really give a shit, go read the book. Anybody under the side of my voice, Forty Million Dollars Slaves by uh, William C. Roden. Go read that book, and it breaks this shit down better than I'm ever going to do it. And William C. Roden is a is a legend in these streets, by the way, too. Yeah, but he was always he he was always great um, as a uh, on the sports report. Yes, a guest participant. Yeah, he wasn't a regular, but like you're like, oh crap, who's out this week? And if he was there, you're like, Mm -hmm. that's an improvement. Yeah, but I mean, hell, Donald Sterling gave y'all the game already. Y'all just didn't want to hear it. He gave y'all the game. That's how they look at this shit. This is some Django shit, man. 
It, it really is. Like, that's how these melon farmers look at it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go all the way off, man, because I don't want to be on here for three hours and we still got a couple more topics to get to, man. But, yeah, go read the book, okay? Go read the book. That's all I – go read the book. All right, let's go ahead and stay with the NFL. I think we've all agreed on a, a, a perspective here that this just is – the tip of the iceberg and a lot of these professional leagues are in need of drastic change. Right guys. But it's not going to happen because you got to vote melon farmers in to get in. You know what I mean? Like, I mean the NFL, man, you've got a league that's over 70% black and yet there's only three to five black coaches ever at one time. I don't even think they got that many this year, but you know what I'm saying? It stays Mm -hmm. in that radius. So you telling me out of the tens of thousands of NFL (sighs) players, that have played that there's only three to five uh qualified black coaches. Well, hey, at a you time. know what? Maybe this it's, maybe this leads to more investigation. Like in fact that well, this on. gets policed real, nonstop, real, you know? Real, real, real quick, Tony, I just want to say this too, man. I'm not disagreeing with you or trying to cut you off. I apologize. I just want to get this out. And out of those tens of thousands of NFL players that have been black throughout the history of the league, you're telling me that one or two of them couldn't save their money and pool their resources and go out and buy a team. You're, you're telling me that's impossible. That couldn't happen. No, come on, man. It's a good old boys network, man. They literally have to vote for you. They, that That's literally how these leagues work. They have to vote you in. And if they don't think you worthy, guess what? Your ass ain't getting in. So yeah, this isn't anything new, man. And nothing's going to change with Gruden being out. Fuck him. He can kiss my ass and lick my taint. But I mean, this, this whole thing is systemic, man. And and we don't we can't really have the, the conversation that we need to have because if you tug on that thread, that's gonna destroy the whole fabric of this thing that we call American. We can't have that. So they're just gonna continue to give us symbolic gestures to keep us calm well, and tranquil. That's just all right. I'm I'm done, man. I, I apologize, Tony. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I probably it, shouldn't even have said that because that's pretty controversial. But to you know, sum it up, it, then to sum it up, then for hope's sake, let's hope that John Gruden is the beginning of the you know Weezer uh, sweater song. You know, if you want to destroy this sweater, the NFL and then the bullshit that's going on, go ahead and start here with John Gruden and pull this thread as you walk away. So yeah, I yeah, you're so- done. You're done. You're done. I, I, no, Chucky no, you're fired. done. You're gonna say the I'll same Chucky thing again. You just the day said before the Chucky show come out. That's horrible oh, marketing, by the way. You're on, some, Hall- really you're, you're on some Halloween okay. shit this year. That and Mike Myers. Don't even start. All right, we're doing this. All right, week six, the NFL is here. Some interesting surprises. We're going to do this a little bit on a lightning round side. As much as the three of us can do anything, uh, discuss anything quickly. <laughs> uh, here we go. Gentlemen, Thursday night. We're, we're just Let's go. We're going to go around the horn. We're going to make our picks. We're going to give a, a quick quip on the game, each of us. We're going to run down every single one. The Buccaneers head into Philadelphia. I'm taking the Bucks. I don't believe in Philadelphia yet. I'd be one hell of a win for them. They can't score enough to keep up with the Bucks. Bucks win, but uh, Jalen Hurts is gonna eat, and he's gonna have a good, a great game. But it, right, there's not enough. 
Dolphins head to Jacksonville. I think that game is in London. It is. It's all I can say sorry, is UK. We I, if I was London. if I was urban, I don't. I'm not even gonna pick this game because I don't really give a fuck. Can, uh, can, Tua, can I make the same joke twice? Two is active, so he may. You, you come remember be ready the joke I here. made on Monday? Uh, Ray, all I urban, say is, uh, Urban Meyer, yeah, yeah. Urban Meyer, you should have transportation outside of team transportation available to get back to the states because I think you're gonna get fired after this game, and they're gonna say. Oh, that's right. You don't really take team transportation back on road games, do you? What, what man? Watch Jacksonville drop forty-five on the motherfuckers, and all of a sudden now nah, he's a hero again. How this bullshit works? It's funny because Tony literally stepped on my second joke I was gonna make. I was gonna say he he got to find his own transportation back from across the pond, but uh, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen, man. I mean, Miami is the better team, but. Like Ray said, that that's how this shit work, man. They'll fuck around oh. and drop forty five, and you know. Are yeah. they though? They're better Are coach. They okay, they got, got much better coach. And, All right, and we, they've got more talent. We can agree on that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Packers head to Chicago, where they have won eleven of twelve and uh, have not lost to the Bears since Lafleur came along. I'd go with the Packers this week. You don't say. Oh, my God. That first time ever. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to piss you off. I know you're not. I, I think the Bears in the upset. I think Jalen, Jalen, Justin Fields is starting to catch his stride. And if he's not running for his damn life, which he will be a good portion of the game, I think enough plays will be made. And it's bothering me that the Packers are, are playing down to their competition this year. They should have blown they yeah, they should they should have beat the brakes off of Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a three and one football team with a decent defensive line. Mason Crosby missed three field goals. You know, they're on the road. Bill Parcells was wrong, sir. You are not your record. Cincinnati is not great. Well, I the mean Packers should have so they're, nobody's their record right now, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm with Ray on this one. The Packers uh, should have punched him in the mouth. Well, they're four and one. I, I'm not I'm not been on Matt Nagy on any game ever. We could be playing Tiddly Wings, Jacks, Horse, Pig, Pinochle, Spades, Phase Ten, Uno. I'm not betting on Matt Nagy for anything. So I'm I'm gonna take the pack here. But it's just hilarious to me that Matt Nagy is playing for first place in his division. It, it, has it come to that, ladies and gentlemen? Are we that bad? This is how I feel about when, you know, when when uh, Ray says David Carr is the top 10 quarterback in the league, and then you start going through he's the not. quarterbacks, it's like, okay, so he's got a point. David Carr, like, I like, good, I think. But are we that bad? Like, has it come to that? Listen, like, is that where we at? I think everybody, I, you know. everybody with a good recollection of what's what would say David Carr is definitely not even a top 32 quarterback in the league. No, Man, but, are we that, but are we that bad? Like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's not that I David was, Carr's good. Listen, it's everybody else is uh, bad. Hey, listen, Derek Carr could possibly be in the top half of quarterbacks oh, in the league, but David Carr, David Carr, the guy who set the record for getting sacked the most times in NFL history when he played his first year with – you're thinking you got the names mixed no, no, up, Pat. You, I, I did get the names mixed up because you think about his brother that uh, Houston tried to get killed. They tried to kill all their quarterbacks. Shab, uh, Deshaun, that, that's just what they do. They try to kill for, quarterbacks in Houston. We forgot but, to talk not, about uh, Careless LaFleur in our NBA preview. 
because his back is broke. He he's not even playing right. It's spinal. It's spinal. It's spinal. It broke my back. It's spinal. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Chargers, Ravens, Ray. Uh, I would say the over could be a safe bet in this game, the way these two offensive have been rolling. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to tear us apart. He's going to cut us up like Thanksgiving turkey. Um, Lamar's going to keep it interesting. Lamar's going to keep us in the game. But ultimately, they have enough defense and a little more offense than we have defense. I think the Chargers win the game. I just want to say fuck the Ravens as a staff, an organization, a team, and a motherfucking crew. Like, we we sticking with the Halloween references. Y'all melon farmers are Jason Voorhees. Every time somebody, I think somebody got him, y'all motherfuckers pop up out the dead. God damn it, why can't you just die? Just die. One of the best texts I ever got after the game, Carl texts me. It's Carl from the outside of his edge. And he said, be nice if for once that uh, maybe the Ravens could take the horseshoe out of their ass and give it to us Cowboys fans. That like that's hilarious to me because, you know, these, we're, we're not lucky. We're good. But sure. Keep cooking. Just die. Cut off the head and the body shall die. I, I got to take the charges in this one because yeah. fuck the Ravens. That, that's just what I'm at right now. I'm and thinking it's good money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is that rat yeah. tapping at my front door? Fuck the Ravens evermore, says Platt. Let's move on. Vikings versus Panthers. Vikings said to Carolina. I the only thing I can tell you is don't bet on this game because who knows what the fuck. Both these, neither of these teams are really good. Vikings and who? Panthers. Uh, if Mc, well, because McCaffrey may be out, and they and Dalvin Cook may be out, so. Uh, in that case, I'm gonna go with the quarterback. Who's who's at home? Panthers. What's the weather gonna be like? <laughs> it's gonna be sunny. It's gonna be sunny and sunny and 68. Did anybody get uh, the worst recently on either team? <laughs> like, <laughs> where where will the moon be in relation to the sun on that day? Uh, in, in is a, Mercury in a, still gonna it, be in lemonade? Right. Every every answer I've given you so far is absolutely true. And to answer your last moon sun one, it'll be in an appropriate approximation. How's that? That's a good answer because it's completely you said nothing and everything at the same time. Uh, I'm you know what? I'm assuming both running backs are out. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Yeah, man, I just don't believe in Carolina. They started off uh, well last year and then they tailed off. I'm telling y'all, man, the Vikings are low-key frisky. Don't be surprised at the end of the season. They got about eight, nine, ten wins. Don't be surprised about that. I'm taking the Vikings in this one as well. All right. Uh, Bengals, Lions, only thing I can say is I think the Lions get their first win after the Packers already tenderized up the kneecaps of the Bengals. Didn't you just tell me the Bengals were four and one? Yeah, but kneecaps. Kneecaps. He was wrong. They're three and two, but that's neither here nor there. Well, no, they're three and two. I didn't say they were four and one. I said they were. No, three you said they were three and one. I said, no, they, you said and they, they were, were three and, one. and they were. They were. But I'm talking about the kneecap situation here. All right. Um, that's true. Kick you in the teeth. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, 
and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. Yeah. Cause everybody has no kneecaps. It's like, it'd be like fucking Tim Conway <laughs> golf episode out there. Fucking before play the long, Benny Hill be... music. <laughs> before long, we're going to be the last one standing or in jail, sir. Cannibalism is not legal in this country. I, I want them to the Lions to win a couple because I want him to stick around. Didn't he start crying a few weeks back after a game? What, the <laughs> ran, out, ran out of kneecaps. <laughs> I want this guy in my life for a couple years, man. He's great. I, I do. I think they're going to win today. He'll know. I got to take the the Bengals, but um, go Lions, man. Right, come on. Is Joe Burrow playing? Because didn't he get hurt at the end of that game? He's been hurt. They should have took the tackle. Texans at Colts. Agree to disagree. Uh, Colts laying nine and a half at home. I don't see why they couldn't win. They played pretty decent this past week. The Colts are going to win, but I just want to give one shout out because he'll never get it again in his life to Davis Mills because he played a game of his life against the Patriots. Still lost, but he played the game of his life. With that being said... Ain't no way Chuck Pagano and the Colts going to take what happened to them the Ravens and go and play the shitty Texans and let that happen again. You, you mean Frank, Frank Reich, sir. Chuck Pagano ain't the coach no more? No, Frank Reich. He's been there for a couple years now. Uh, I get my white people mixed up. I'm sorry. I, only one I know oh, is Tony. Hey, 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 I ain't tripping. I'm I sorry. Tony's Tony, uh, Pat- hey, I told I called Tony Patrick O'Dow before we started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what? Dave, what's next? What's the next game? <laughs> Rams Giants. I think it's probably one of the biggest spreads uh, all time for a coast to coast road team. The Rams are given nine and a half, but I would have no problem laying that lumber. That's low. That's low. Well, I mean, yeah, we saw what happened to the Giants last week. They lost yeah. everybody. Yeah, Greg, I think that the Rams are going to blow them out of the water. Did you just call hey, me man, leave, that, leave, leave, leave DPP alone, Ray. What's wrong with you? Did you just call me Greg? <laughs> he don't get it yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I get is that I couldn't do this to you guys. No, you couldn't. That's the fun. That's the beauty of it. You I'm could so do it to I, us. I, 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 I know, and that was the joke that I joked back with. <laughs> well done. He basically well, good job, Sean McVay. Yeah, good job, Sean McVay. So what do you think is going to happen this week? Is your team prepared to play? If I had Sean McVay's money, I would burn mine, literally. I would take all the money that I had, and I would put it in a fucking little barrel, and I would burn it if I had Sean McVay's money. You got enough money to put in the barrel? I'm going to Milwaukee. See, Ray be trying to act like he ain't making it. He just – he Ray on that Rick Blair side of the game. He Ray make <laughs> – Make good money, but he just spend more than he make. But Ray be trying to act like he fucking uh <laughs> living a squalor's life out here, like he little orphan Annie or some bullshit, man. I'm like, going to send you my bank account. I'll <laughs> it right now. Do you want like me? I, like I said, Ric Flair, you just spend more than you make. That's Ray, all. Ray, Ray, Ray recently I'm contacted uh, uh, what's the what, uh, what's the world record Guinness to make sure if he was on the right path for the. Most days eating ramen noodles in a row. <laughs> I don't eat ramen noodles. I eat hot and spices. Potato, potato? You say I, tomato. <laughs> I say tomato. 
<laughs> you say Man, potato. Look, what's the what's the next game, Cook? I say potato, <laughs> tomato, tomato, potato, potato. <sighs> All white guys don't look alike. All right, next game, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> this is true because they all don't wear glasses like oh, you do Paul man. I have a funny joke that I said for years about that and I can't say it anymore but it's hilarious well at least I think it's hilarious but I can't say it anymore well thanks for not telling us I'm saying I'm bringing I'm it up and I'm saying it like what's the point uh, all the right, fuck it. Y'all, y'all got to defend me then if I get canceled my joke is I... uh, <sighs> talk about black no, folks and white no, folks man Oh, no, 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 it's too late now. We I'm here not going to have to edit, am I? No, y'all, I y'all think we all look anymore. like. We, we think y'all all look alike. Okay. And then in reality, the Asians do all look alike. Oh, brother, you're canceled. <laughs> yeah, 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 we can yeah, I'm that done here. Uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, come on, guy. Fickle! 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 Because yeah. I went to the salon with her, and I got my asshole bleached, too! And I love my new asshole! Notice how nobody said I was incorrect, though. But next next game, Kansas City's football team taking on. <laughs> I I mean, I'm just going to do it this way. It's football team versus football team because the Kansas City football team takes on the Washington football team. How about that? Yo, ain't no way in hell that Kansas City can lose another game, can it? I it's not, not to this team. Uh, let's let's put it this way. Washington's catching seven. I'd be more likely to take the points than to bet on Kansas City right now. In fact, right now, I will tell you this. Washington football team will beat the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. And the Kansas City Chiefs will be 2-4. and four. I don't know that they're going to beat them, but I'll tell you this. I guarantee you it's going to be a close game. Uh-oh. Because Mags Taylor Heineke in this offense. Mags got to stay off the crack on this one, Jack. <laughs> that, look, that <laughs> offense is for so real. They put up numbers and like they are fearless. And I, I'm talking I'm talking about the football team. So I I don't know, man. Tommy got a point. <laughs> this is getting old. I'm not listening to Millhouse and his football explanations, okay? The 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 number one, they after we get done with these six hundred and fifty thousand emails, the Washington football team might just be extracted and we bring up one of those we call up one of the uh CFL teams or one of the XFL teams to take their place, man. By the time we get done with this shit. We're just we're just gonna go ahead and have the werewolves of London and go ahead and give them an actual team for once. That's the funny thing that I don't think we mentioned earlier, man. They're sifting through 650 emails. So, ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready because oh. it's going to get greater later. I they guarantee already, you it's the greatest show tried, on earth. They already tried to cancel Adam Schefter. Okay, all right. We already no. talked about We already talked about this. Let's keep going here. We're not the, trying to the, do the, a seven-hour show. The Chiefs show. are not losing to Washington. A shout-out to, to Dave. Chiefs not losing to Washington, man. All right, Cardinals at the Browns. I wanted to make a little time for that. Go ahead, Chris. Let's hear what you got to say this week uh, as a pessimistic Browns fan. Lock of the week, man. It's a must-win game. The Browns can't lose this game, especially if they're trying to keep pace with the Ravens. Lock of the week. Arizona, shout-out to them. Theoretically, or technically, rather, they're the best team in the league because they're the only undefeated team. The Browns struggle against mobile quarterbacks. But this is a must win. I know it's early in the season, but this is a must win. You got to keep pace with Baltimore if you want to have hopes of winning that division. 
this is my lock of the week. It's going to be a fun game, but the Browns are going to pull this one out and hand Arizona their first loss of the season. Plus, Chandler Jones has COVID. I, I know he's mm-hmm. vaccinated. He may play. He may not play. Even if he does play, I'm I'm thinking he's going to be hampered. If he doesn't play, like they literally have no pass rush whatsoever. That's the lock of the week right there. Browns at home versus the Cardinals. As much as I abhor the Cleveland Browns, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Baker got to show and prove. But based on what I've seen these past five weeks, I don't see the Cardinals losing. I see the Browns making it a game. I sure as hell do. But, uh, yeah, man, Calvin Murray right now is playing too well. That offense is running on too many uh, cylinders right now. And that defense is the number three defense in football. Quietly. Now, without Chandler Jones, they ain't. I mean, the pass rush may be affected, but they still got a decent secondary. They still... They still have a very good tackling defense. I, I I don't know, man. And and you know, Odell still can't figure it out. Jarvis Landry ain't back yet. You literally just basically say I'm gonna throw to my two tight ends and Rashard Higgins, who we know can't catch a cold. So like, I'm I don't th- like this this Hollywood Higgins slander. Yeah, I stole the name. We stole the name. Yeah, I don't That's like no, this Hollywood Higgins slander. Completely understood. Yeah. Completely understood. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, unless Nick Chubb decides to have a field day, I uh, got to go to cards, man. I think San Francisco provided a little bit of a game plan for a more talented Browns defense to slow them down. They only scored 17 coming off of four straight weeks plus 30. I got to like the Browns there. Raiders at Broncos. Uh, we're going to get through this one really quick since we already talked about John Gruden. Okay. I want you to tell me who's going to win. And if either of these teams are going to make the playoffs, I think the Broncos are going to win. And I don't think either of these teams make the playoffs. Raiders win as kind of a way to keep the morale up and go, oh, hey, uh, and no, neither team makes the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tony uh, Broncos and hell no. The last Sunday afternoon game before we get into the Sunday night and Monday night games, Cowboys at Patriots. The Patriots defense hasn't been bad this year, guys. I know that, you know, they're two and three. They have the losing record, but they just held the Buccaneers to 19. Is Dak going and do his thing? They're they're talking about 64 degrees and a chance of showers. I mean, if it's rainy, that would definitely benefit the Patriots at home. I'd still got to take the Cowboys. I think this is a ultimate litmus test early in this first third of the season here to see how good the Cowboys are going to be. Maybe and the Patriots. So, so man, look, uh, the Patriots defense has not been bad, but like your boy Belichick feels like he has such a surplus that he's he just basically told Stefan. He's not my he took, boy. Told Stephon, he told Stephon, well, he told Stephon Gilmore basically to go ahead and get gone for nothing, right? So, that don't make me feel good about coming against maybe the the most potent offense in sports right now. <laughs> like what the Cowboys are doing on offense is amazing. On all side, on on from all the the line is protecting well, the run blocking well. Zeke and Tony Pollard are looking like a great one-two combination. CD Lamb and and Amari Cooper out here just catching everything in sight. We actually remember the names of their tight ends now ever since Jason Witten retired. That's the first. I don't know, man. And the defense is good enough now where they will get to Mac Jones. That That's the key. 
a lot of teams have not gotten to Mac Jones this year, which is why they've been competitive. Who? You get in the kid's face. Yeah, there you go. 281330. Uh, you get in his face, you route him a little bit and make him throw ducks. Hey man, it hurts my heart to say the Cowboys are gonna do something good, but the Cowboys win. It, it's funny because everything in my being saying says that this is one of those games where the Cowboys shit the bed. But similar to what I said when the Patriots played Tampa Bay a few weeks ago, I just don't see in what universe where New England can score enough points to keep up with Dallas. I just I I, I don't see it. So, yeah, I, I got to go Cowboys on this one. And I'm sure Jerry Jones is hoping and wishing and praying and hoping his emails don't get leaked too. Always oh, coming one of these days. All right, he'll Jim. be gone. I, th- I, I, my bad. I think he's suffering. He on the Vince McMahon side of the game. I think sometimes the lights are on and he oh, ain't always there. Yeah, because why would he not be on Hard Knocks? Like this month, Farmer was on Hard Knocks for like five minutes in the first episode, and that was it. And he's the most entertaining Mellon Farmer. Well, I don't know, Zeke kind of weird too, but why why would Jerry not be all over that? Like, what about Jerry on, Jones lead you to believe that he episode. wouldn't be all over that? Barely. Well, it's about the team. Let's we we can that's a topic for another day. Lots to cover. When so has today. anything for the Cowboys been about the team? Thank you. Sorry, go ahead. Seahawks and Steelers, the battle of two two and three teams and two quarterbacks little long in the tooth. I would just I know Pittsburgh looked better last week, but if it's Russell, I, oh, that's tough. Wow. I was gonna say if it's if it's Ruff, Russell and Pete Carroll, uh, but Ben and Mike Tomlin, I think is the best mind there out of the four of them. I don't know Steelers at home. No, I guess. It, I'm going Steelers no, at home. It ain't. It ain't Russell. Russell's out. Oh, is he? That's right. He's out it's for four. Oh, okay. Yeah, Never mind. I Gino. forgot about that. Yeah. Well, Gino yeah, looked I, good. He came in through a touchdown. Who would you rather have right now? I'm talking for this October week? 13th, October, October 13th, 2021. You know what? I'm changing my pick. Gino or, or ben I'm changing my take? pick. I'm changing my pick. Seattle rallies around Gino. I'm taking the Seattle in Pittsburgh. Or But take the points, that, not the money line. That, that's tough, man. How are you supposed <laughs> to answer that, Ray? That's like, what would you rather have, gonorrhea or syphilis? You can get rid of one. You can't get rid of the other. True story. I, I, I said gonorrhea and syphilis, not herpes. Oh, see, but well, see, I've been ble- thank you. I've been blessed enough to not deal with any of that shit, so I don't know what to, what stays and what doesn't. All right, as we plead the fifth, I'm going to. Uh... <laughs> how can you bet on Rapeless Burger? Look at how he's been looking this entire season. How can you do that? I love Mike Tomlin as much as the next man. <sighs> Where's the game? Pittsburgh. It's gonna be fifty-eight and sunny. Sunday, uh, yeah, I gotta, Sunday night. I, Sunday I'm, night game. I'm so, going syphilis on this one, man. Help. I gotta take the Steelers over Geno and them. Shout out to Geno, and I hate, I, I hate shitting on black quarterbacks, but y'all know that. But yeah, I begrudgingly take the Steelers. I mean. This is clearly a game where the quarterbacks aren't going to matter as much. Uh, it's going to be the extra other, other portions. And the Seahawks defense is garbage. And the Steelers defense is top five. Uh, I Chris Carson stays banged up. Najee Harris is completely healthy. Juju Smith-Schuster is gone. 
the Seattle Seahawks have all of their weapons healthy. I trust Ben to make a play when it counts, but I trust Geno the other 95%, but I trust the Steelers organization more than I trust the, the Seahawks. I'm going with Steelers. The 49ers, the Falcons, the Jets, and the Saints are all on a bye this week. This is the first week of NFL action where teams will be on a bye, so keep that in mind, especially you fantasy football players. So that means it must be Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills against the Tennessee Titans. This game will be in Tennessee. The forecast looks to be quite lovely. You can watch the game on ESPN. I don't see a planet in which the Buffalo Bills lose another game as for right now. You want to break this down now or wait till the Monday night football preview? I mean, I, I, I'm going to give my predictions because unfortunately my, what's that? Oh, gotcha. Um, I'll give my prediction real quick. I and I pretty much just did. I take the over and I would take Buffalo on the road. It's 54. I think there's going to be more than that scored because I think Tennessee will get on the board and and Buffalo wins by double digits here. They they look to be the cream of the NFL crop here. Uh, I know you guys are going to get into it Monday night. Any quick quip there, Christopher? I agree with you, man. I don't see in what universe that Buffalo is going to lose to Tennessee as of right now. Maybe things will change. Car subject to change, brother, but Derek Henry could yeah. have one of his last great phenomenal games. Uh, and that defense of Tennessee's finally shows up. But I mean, even if Tennessee puts some points on the board, right? Buffalo's offenses just seem ridiculous this year. It, it is. And it's still Ryan Tannehill. I think y'all forget about that because they've been good the past couple of years, but it's still Ryan Tannehill. All right. Well, that's the NFL preview here for week six. Make sure you tune in to at chair shop media on Twitter, Ray cash, Christopher Platt, and a host of special guests this next week. I'm not sure who they're going to have for special guests, but check out at chair shop media. You can find that uh, 40 minutes before game time, 7.30 Eastern, right there at Chair Shop Media on the Twitter. When we come back, we have two more topics, and we're going to hit them rather briefly, but give you some great insight into both. This is Three Man Weave, Chair Shot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to, I don't know, what do we encourage people to do, Platt? Always use your head. Oh, I was always going to say, you know, measure twice, cut once, whatever. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I think we're going to skip the old baseball talk this week. It's down to Boston and Houston in the AL. Atlanta has advanced over my Brewers. I don't really feel like talking about it. I congratulate Christopher on winning our bet and his team moving forward. We're going to find out tonight as we record whether or not the Dodgers and Giants, which team's going to advance two of the greatest seasons of all time regular season-wise. Do you guys have one, I mean, like 15, sec, 20 seconds each if you want to go in on the uh, playoffs here for baseball? Yes, I'm so happy we don't get a tutty slam. 
because I would have hated you forever. I would have never talked to you again. For those of you who don't know what the Tunney Slam is, Tunney's favorite four teams all had a chance to win championships this year. The Tampa Bay Lightning won. The Milwaukee Bucks won. You know Aaron Rodgers can get to the championship at any time when you, whenever he wants. And the Brewers were really good and had a shot. I w- I'm serious. I would have disowned you as a friend. So thank God that didn't happen. Can you tell people, and, though, like, okay, obviously I live in southeast Wisconsin, so the three of them are absolutely believable. But, like, I'm actually a real Lightning fan, like, since uh, Tortorella won it with, you know, st- uh, uh, Martin St. Louis back in 04. So, like, I mean, I'm an actual Lightning fan. One Tortorello. more thing real quick, Chris. Isn't that the, the, um, Vin Diesel's name in the Fast and Furious? Tortorella. He was, he was, he was waiting. It was a joke. Also, Go ahead, Ray. No, it, it, it was funny, but I just knew it was, it was coming. Also, real quick, Astros, Red Sox be the best seven games all playoffs. Is, uh, is Dusty Baker still the coach of the, uh, or the manager, rather, of the Astros? He is still the manager, yes, sir. Let's go, Dust. Let's go, Dusty. Uh, who, Dusty look, Baker. It, go ahead. Man. No, no, finish your play. I'm just going to say Dusty Baker is the Andy Reid of Major League Baseball, and I would love to see him get a championship because I think that would elevate his status within the game, and he deserves to be mentioned amongst the great managers of the last 20 years. Plus, we had a brother win. Shit, have we had a brother win since Cito Gaston? In Toronto? You know, Gaston got done. Like, seriously, has a brother managed a baseball team to a World Series championship since then? I Dave can Roberts. think of a... I, oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. touche. I was going to say, I can touché. think of a few that lost in the World Series, but that's about it. Yeah. Me too. Ron Washington, the aforementioned Dusty Baker. Like, Ron, yes, yes. We can I, all think Ron, of the that lost. Thanks, Ron, thanks Ron, a lot, Tony. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, bro. Just, oh, don't, don't do me like that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Amber's uh, gonna pop for that too. By the way, she World, loves that shit. World Series prediction. Just that. I just want to hear who's in the uh, who's in it and, and who's gonna win it. I think Boston and the Dodgers win tonight. I hope for my pocketbook's sake, uh, but I believe that's gonna happen. And I'll take the Dodgers over Boston in six in the uh, World Series. I told y'all the the battle everybody's been waiting on: Strohs versus the Dodgers. The reckoning, the Dodgers beat that ass for 2017. Yeah, he's right. I'm going Dodgers Astros, but let's go, Dusty. Dusty likes to put on all his uh, wristbands and his bracelets and his batting gloves like he's getting ready to go. Like I had a guy, I had a guy I played with for softball for years, and he would just he'd show up at the park, and it didn't matter if it was 90 or 40, he'd have them batting gloves on. He's ready to go. I said Dusty Baker, not Ricky Henderson. The only thing you're going to see, Dusty, his hat going to be kind of cocked, and he's going to have his toothpick in his mouth, okay? He's got the wristbands, <laughs> though. He's got the wristbands on and the bracelets and the batting gloves. I'm I, telling you. Dusty could be looking fly like he's about to he's about to get on deck and, you know, take a couple <laughs> practice away. He does. Well, he's ready for pictures. He's ready for pictures. All right, one last topic. Here it is. Come on, man. Boom 
and an explosion happened definitely in the 11th round. Tons of shots fired throughout this fight, and like Platt said it best, after the first three rounds, you pretty much knew where this one was going. Ray and I had it right. Platt was hoping to see a glorious knockout from Deontay Wilder. You guys' thoughts on one of the better heavyweight trilogies we've seen since possibly Lennox Lewis and Holyfield? That's like a good 15 to 20 years. Yeah, they only fought twice, Tony, and neither fight was that compelling. No, but this was the third one. Thanks. No, you're, you're thinking of uh, Riddick Bowe and Evander Holyfield. Oh, Lewis. I'm, I'm, and, a, oh, I'm, oh, I'm I, a boxing guy, man. So, oh, the yeah, Kurt, No, Holyfield yeah, and, and Lennox yeah. didn't no, fight. They, fought, they twice. fought twice, and they were both boring because Lennox was just too good. Oh, like, that's right. No, no, no. The set, the first one shouldn't have been a draw, and then the second one I yes. won 10 bucks from Brent Bakazan because I knew yeah. Lennox Lewis was going to whoop that ass, yeah. and he beat him by, a, like, a unanimous decision. You're right. Yeah, you, you good meant, call. Holy, meant Holyfield Bow. But, yeah, but go my, ahead, Ray. Get, get in my here. Bad. To the victors, go to spoils, <laughs> man. Y'all had it right. Y'all go ahead and, and get y'all shit off. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, first and foremost, I want to give all love and respect to Deontay Wilder, who's a fantastic athlete. And an amazing puncher. It's too bad he's but not hopefully a boxer. Now, <laughs> he's not a boxer. And hopefully he learns how to box. Yeah. Given the situation he was that he that he was in life, I get why he wasn't. But now you just realize that there is a ceiling that you are gonna reach until you learn how to box. And I hope that he does, because if that man with that right hand figures out how to box in the science of this sport, he will be unstoppable. This may be the best thing ever happened to him. Tyson Fury is just an anomaly, bro. Something says something about that dude that just doesn't fit uh, a superlative. I think though Tyson Fury at this point is top five heavyweights all time. Oh, I don't know about that. I just yeah. accomplishments. I can the name people you. He's beat, I can name you the five. The things that, he's gone through. I can name you five that you'd agree with me are better. Okay. Lennox Lewis. Maybe. Mike Tyson. Lennox is definitely better. Lennox Lewis might be low-key the best heavyweight of all time. That I agree with that, actually. I'm a fan of that. I don't know necessarily I would say that. Okay, Mike Tyson. I don't think he's, no. Early Tyson or late Tyson? you got to put in totality. That's a no. You can't pick. That's a no. Well, are we talking, uh, you know, coked out Fury that can't make a fight? Or are we talking about Fury that beat Deontay uh, Wilder let, who let, can't box? Let, let's, let, let's, let's just do this, okay? Muhammad Ali, Lennox Lewis... Joe Frazier, Larry Holmes, George Foreman, um, fucking uh, George Foreman, and uh, I don't want to say Jack Johnson. Rocky Marciano, Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis. No, they're Joe Lewis and Marciano were too small. They were too small. Um, Tyson Fury is a legit six seven with like an eighty four inch reach, bro. Jack Sullivan, Sonny, (laughs) Sonny Liston, Sonny Liston. Jack Johnson. I mean, no disrespect we, to the people of the future of the past, because again, I'm a boxing fan too, and those guys are great. I'm not saying that what he's about, better. Hold on, hold on. Less. One for sure, Bart Gunn. Oh, shout out to Butterbean. Uh, <laughs> but no, I know how I know how it is in the current generation. You can't never give that dude his flowers because Evander Holyfield. he's still going. In, but I think by the time he retires, if you look at all of his accomplishments, I think we will say. This dude, 20 years from now, this dude deserves to be in the top five. Okay, I can agree with that. You, you right at this moment in time. Because I'm a guy that says that Floyd Mayweather is the GOAT. 
by any metric. So you so can't listen. say that I'm just I'm 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 I, I suffer from past bias. You know what I mean? No, Ray, sure, but Ray, Floyd, I wanna, is, Floyd yeah, yeah. is the one anomaly because he's unbeatable. Go I want to I want to clarify. Like I disagree that at this moment in time, Fury is in the top five heavyweights of all time. But I do agree with you that the potential is amazingly there. I didn't realize. I thought he was older. He's only 33 years old, and he just turned 33 in August, so he's not 34, yeah. right? So he has a good five years. He has a good, oh, man, what do you think, six, four to seven big title fights left if he plays it right? But who is there to solidify him as that? Like, tell me another – Tell me someone else he has a rivalry with that he's beaten besides Wilder, who's not a not he, even a top hundred he, heavyweight of all time. That's whoa, his I biggest rival. I'm not, I'm not shitting on Deontay Wilder like but that. Man. Platt, but Platt, no, there's the, a the, lot the, of really the, good the, heavyweights that can box. Hold on, hold on. The obvious move is that Tyson is going to have the unification bout with the Russian that just knocked out Joshua. That yeah. that that's going to happen. Oh, there you go. After you think that, he's better than either Klitschko? You're fucking crazy. What? Dude, Tyson Fury. Not yeah, a prime Klitschko. Okay. So, but now, now the Tyson Fury thing. Number one, this was a hell of a fight. Let's just say that first and foremost. This was an absolutely brilliant fight. Deontay learned some things. He did. Those first couple of rounds, man, he, he was more moving. He, you know, he was popping that jab. He, he was more active. He was the more active fighter. But uh, Fury kind of did the Floyd Mayweather here to him. He knew he was going to come out with some new wrinkles. And once he saw what those wrinkles were, he did the same thing the the, the previous fight. Once he saw what those new wrinkles were, it was kind of Rhapsody after that. Um, shout out to the referee. I think the referee called an absolutely brilliant fight because, okay, yeah, he got knocked down a couple of times, but he also knocked down Fury a couple of times too. You have to give him a puncher's chance just for the fact that he has that knockout power. Obviously, in the 11th round, he gets knocked down. He does the Ric Flair bump. And I, I said it. I looked at him and said, okay, we're done here. Like, there's no need to prolong this anymore. Because after about the third or fourth round, yeah, he was breathing. When you know you know a fighter's fucked up or tired when they're breathing out their mouth and when they're standing flat-footed, where they're not bouncing on the balls of their feet. You know, it's kind of all bad. But while they're hung in there with just pure just grit and determination and he refused he literally refused to go down, and, you know, he still had a shot. But, yeah, this was an absolutely brilliant fight. Um, as far as Wilder coming back, honestly, there was something else I wanted to say, but it's not important because I can't remember. But he's 35 years old. He's 35. He's made great money doing this. I don't see a path back to the heavyweight title for him. I think that... Tyson just has his number. Like Tyson is a phenomenal boxer. He really is. You know, the and his whole strategy was brilliant. Like he let Fury put excuse me, he let Wilder punch himself out. He utilized his body. Basically, he bullied Wilder the whole fight. He leaned all of that 275-pound mass on him to tire him out. There was a few rabbit punches in there, a few punches to the arms, but yeah, that, that shit adds up. Like, you let a mouth armor keep punching your arms when it gets to about 10 and 11 rounds, and your arms feel like cinder blocks at that particular point in time. Like, yeah. But um, I, I maybe Wilder can pick up that money on the ground versus Joshua. You know, there's some, some real animosity there, so maybe they can talk it up and, and get people to buy it. But other than that, 
maybe it's just time to wrap it up. And I I, I say that with all due respect to Wilder because I love him, but maybe it's just time to wrap it up at this point. He's 35. Yeah. Just, you know, get out. Pray to God you still got all your faculties and go live your life. Maybe. Uh, can we agree on this at least? The the real winner of that fight was Big E. Oh my fucking god! The real winner of the weekend was Big E. Nobody had a better weekend than Big E Langston. Okay, yes, at all, at all. By the way, for those of you who know, shout out to Demetrius Obalor. For if those of you, you that know, know you if know. You know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. All right, gentlemen, what a show today. We covered tons of topics. Any last thoughts on anything we covered or didn't cover, Ray? I mean, you're going to let me know how I can make pancakes with a fire extinguisher? Well, we'll that's next week. Um, oh, the, apparently the awesome. the uh, the three-man weave 15 minutes before Ray gets home from work. Uh, I would I would love to I... know like what what you could do to make more Doritos like because I think sometimes I went out and I like I don't think I'm really think I could drive I send a pigeon out to go do it like maybe the messenger is like hey could hey guy hey Seven Eleven guy if you could bring over some Doritos I would I would let you pet my tiger. Is that a euphemism? No, I got a fucking tiger guy. You want to see it? No, 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 no. Let's just wrap this shit up. Where can everybody find everybody? <laughs> Real quick, shout out to the shout out to, to the NHL starting. Shout out to the Kraken finally showing up. Uh, finally getting a shot. I am officially going to be a Kraken fan. I want to rock with the team from ground up, so I'm fucking with the Seattle Kraken. Unless Houston gets a team. Uh, and uh, yeah, man. Vegas nice beat that ass, but you know, it is what it is. Hey, shout out to the Boston Red Sox. This is a team that barely made the playoffs, and now they find themselves in the the ALCS. That's kind of cool. I mean, I know how insufferable Boston fans can be, and we don't really want anything good to happen to Boston, but it's kind of a cool story. I didn't see it coming, so, you know, shout out to them. Yeah. I got nothing. We talked about it all already. Oh, Uh, stop. Collaborate and listen. Yes. I say this all the time. Again, we did it again. <clears throat> no respect, no love for the WNBA and the women. There is one of the best basketball finals you can watch right now between the Chicago Sky and the Phoenix Mercury, and nobody's talking about it. There are great basketball games. The, the WNBA playoffs have been fantastic. Candace, Candace Parker right now is looking like LeBron in 2008. But she's playing. But she's she is technically LeBron in year in year nineteen. She's out here putting the team on the back, killing it. They gave Diana Taurasi the goat basketball. They they named the top twenty five NBA, NBA players of all time. They're doing great work. They deserve to be talked about a little more. I'm gonna talk about them next week on Three Man Weave because it's a great finals going on. Check them out. Yo, shout out to Tarazi, Diane Tarazi. I like, I got to get that right because oh. she deserves all respect on her name. And Candace Parker. When Candace Parker came out of Tennessee, man, I thought that she was going to be the one to be able to elevate the WNBA to a more mainstream status. You know what I mean? She was pretty, she could dunk, and she was a baller. You know what I mean? But, but shout has. out to both of those women. She has because, um, the, the, and I know we're, we're done, I promise. Uh, but the one thing I appreciate about the about the NBA is that 
they have gone out of their way. I'm talking about the players to show and normalize that these girls are just ballers as much as they are. I appreciate that. And, uh, man, yeah. you look, you, look. You carried, you, your man Kyrie donated to the WNBA, but I'm well, not going to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pause my mic now. I'm going to pause. I appreciate that, but fuck him still. Uh, but Candace working, Candace calling games for TNT and being so visible has lifted the profile of that league. So, yes, shout out to that. Hey, back to you, Angus. Seamus, he talking about you, sir. What are you doing? I I don't. Hey, Cesaro, Antonio Cesaro, he's talking to you, sir. <laughs> you guys, you uh, guys, come I on! Mean, I'm gonna get it on. I'm I'm gonna get it on Friday, ain't I? No, you're not. Take me home. Take us home. Take us home. Let's get it over with. Yeah, you're from Patrick, not from me. I don't give a shit. Hey, but Tony, man, I, I, I deserve know, I deserve take... everything I get. I know. Shout out to Tuddy for being a good sport about all this, man. You know we love you, man. So we're going to go ahead and let you lead it off. Where can oh, the good folks find you and everything you got going on? Clearly, Chris hasn't seen the text messages I've sent him already. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You can find me at PC Tuddy. I ain't sending you no text, motherfucker, looking at your phone. Look at you. Uh, so why I got a message on my phone, Tuddy? It's not from me, motherfucker. It's old. It's from Ray. Yes. You can find me at PC Tuddy on Twitter and Facebook. I really want to encourage anybody who hasn't tuned in to the Monday Night Football pre-show. I, I can't make them anymore, unfortunately, due to, you know, shoot situations. But I will be gracing you with some Thursday Night Football previews, whether it's solo, whether it's with Platt and Ray when they can make it, or whoever else I can find, because I really love the format we're doing there. So make sure you continue to check that out. That's at Chairshot Media. About 40, 45 minutes before the game. And we'll see what we can do to maybe grab a big game here and do some alternate commentary. You can just watch along with us. So, love that. And uh, Chairshot Radio Network streaming across all podcasting platforms. Reverend Cash, a.k.a. Daddy Warbucks. Where can they find you and what you got going on, sir? You know, sometimes the enemy tries to pretend to be you. To turn the world against you. But I say not today Satan. Get thee behind me Topher. You can find <laughs> me at It's Ray Cash. It's R-U-I's and Mysterio. C-A-S-H as in dollars. Hallelujah. Flick him right off that shoulder there Ray. He's like. Boo. He's like. No greetings and salutations. Ray you. <laughs> you know what they do. Ray, you notice what they do. They try to divide us amongst each other and get us beefing with each other. Like, don't fall for that shit. We love you, Teddy, but don't fall for that shit. It's the the point of the show. It's the point of the show. (laughs) What's the deal with the peanuts on the airplane? That's a good good Seinfeld. All jokes aside, I love both these gentlemen, man. Teddy, thanks for being a good sport today. Ray... We'll, we, we'll look at your 4K this weekend and you'll put us all on the show. <laughs> uh, you should see all Keep the interest. In, you should see all the interest. It's accruing. <laughs> Keep it a buck. I just learned what that was like three years ago. So, And, and look where you're at. I still ain't got one, but I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. 
Oh, by the way, before I, I get out of here, man, I'd be remiss to not give a special shout out to Bandwagon Nerds, a show that both Tunny and Ray participate on on a daily basis, or on a weekly basis, hitting the 100 episode milestone. Seriously, if y'all not listening to this show, it's literally the best show that you are not listening to. Make sure y'all go check it out. I'm on there from time to time. I'm basically like Capadonna with the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, I'm an unofficial member, but an official member. Somebody's going to get that reference. Don't even worry about it. But seriously, man, it's a great show. I always have a good time when I'm on there. These gentlemen always have a good time just chopping it up and and doing their thing, man. But, yeah, shout out to Bandwagon Nerds. Congratulations, and make sure y'all check that out. And... Friday, make sure you're checking out a brand new Outsider's Edge and Saturday morning, episode 295 of the DWI podcast. I'm going to be on one of them. I ain't going to tell y'all which one. That means you got to watch them both or listen both rather. But again, make sure if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, make sure that we're able to keep providing that content day in and day out here at the Chair Shot by supporting the movement and going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everybody. All you have to do is go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and by perusing ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, I guarantee that on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, you are going to find a shirt that you absolutely, positively, unequivocally, beyond the shadow of a doubt, fall in love with. Get it soft style. TheChairShot.com. Remember, we're not just a website. We're a movement. For the Reverend Ray Cash, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We will be back here next week at some point in time with our NBA preview. But until then, tune in. Same plat time, maybe, in question marks? Same plat? Well, it's going to be the same plat channel. We just don't know if it's going to be the same plat time. Y'all get that shit. Hey, man, thanks for tuning in. Have fun. Enjoy your weekend. Shalom. Greetings and salutations. Every day, baby. All we do. DJ And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they stay there. Cause all I do is win, win, win. And if you go in it, put your hands in the air, make them stay there. Ludacris going in on the verse, cause I've never been defeated and I won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.